0: Watch us on YouTube, listen Listen on your favorite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Start with Chris. Add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID, with your host, Chris.
1: Good evening everybody, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye, hello, how the devil are we all? Welcome along, this is LTID TV from Lester Till I Die. We are live on your Facebook, Twitter and your YouTube platforms and thank you very much for joining us. It's the new time, the new place. For, well, not new, yeah, new time for the post match show. Gives us all a bit of time to calm down, which I think we've needed to this weekend. Um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you so much for um, uh, lending me your ears. Um, and um, so I'm just having a look because can everybody hear me okay? Um, we are available on all the major podcast platforms. And if you've got a smart speaker, Ask it to play the podcast, Leicester Till I Die. Um, And, of course, you can find us on any social that you want to. Well, not, uh, not just fans, but I think apart from that. And there they all are, going along the bottom or our social platforms either as ltid tv or lester till i die please let me know if you can hear me okay um um somebody just mentioned might not be able to but hopefully you can um we will uh we'll see how we go on nobody said they can't hear me at the moment um so how are we feeling after that um ah it, it was a bit of a bit of a Strange weekend in a lot of ways. It was almost like it was a free hit. It was almost like a free hit. Uh Nate can hear me fine. It's in America. It doesn't it doesn't oh, oh Leeds have just scored. Now what did I go for? Oh yes, Brad. 2-1. Blow the whistle now. Um uh, <laughs> good evening, Nate. How are you? Welcome along. Um yeah. Bit of a free hit in a way for Dean uh and, and, and the guys. Uh but we wanted to see an improvement for the first 20 minutes. Um I don't know what happened to be honest with you, We just didn't turn up. Uh but no, in fairness, Man City did the job that they had to do. Uh and I've got to say, um after that we did see improvements. And did you know? I didn't know, did you know? Not a lot of people know this. Um that uh, you can make substitutions at half-time in a Premier League match. Oh, I didn't either. But apparently we can. Let's see if our guest this evening also knows. And I did say we're going to have Steve in because he did promise to come on. Unfortunately, I don't know where he is, but he's not in with us. But uh, as soon as we get Brad on camera, we'll bring him in and we'll have a chat and talk of the beautiful devil himself. Here he is. Brad, good evening, sir. Good
2: evening sir, you know, know, we all laugh on a joke on here, but at least you can always rely on me to be on time I would never ever fall asleep and not be late to a show or or have work issues, never like me mate, you know me, true as I am
1: Never, I mean, you know, if you were talking about Craig, I'd believe you, but not you You No, no, no And the thing is, if if I ask you to do something as well, you do it Yeah, of course, I've no,
2: never no forget.
1: No, I never get <laughs> outside. I forgot, Chris. Anna, it's always there on time early. Well, you're just a person. Oh, oh, I blame teacher. VAR. Sorry?
2: I blame VAR like everybody else does. So that seems to me. <laughs>
1: Where's your thing, bro? Oh, yeah, if
2: we move TV review, I want it now.
1: Good evening, Nate. Good evening, rest for life. Good evening, Blue Fox. I hope you are all well. Another three points for me by the look of it at the moment. I'm sure it won't stay like that. You know, Liverpool. Um, look, let me just say a couple of things I want to say um, before we get going. And I want to start off with this. Um, first of all, I want to point out that down the right-hand side of your Twitter stream, it always gives you trending. What's trending? And this evening, we've got Big Six... Bournemouth, Just Stop Oil and Wankers. Now, what is the difference between the Big Six and Wankers? But apparently Wankers is uh, trending on Twitter. I think that's what they call it anyway. What have you been writing, Brad?
2: I can't tell you that. It's part of the Wankers Committee.
1: (laughs) What stays in the what happens in the wankers club stays in the wankers club. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, well, unless I forget the sock, but that's <laughs> the difference. <don't laughs>
1: oh, oh, crusty socks! Right yeah. here we go. Uh, I want to just say because I, I am, I have been very quick to criticise mores in the past. Love him, love him, love him for everything he did for us. Of course I do, but you know the way he left and the going on strike and the sitting on, you know. Paris airport floors waiting for his manager to ring him but this was classy uh, he put this out at the weekend uh, important three points today focus on the next one on a personal note i'd like to wish at lcfc the best possible outcome for this season uh, you can do it and i've like i say i'm quick enough to criticize and i have just got to say there that's classy in a in a way isn't it
2: yeah there it it's always nice look it at the end of the day, he knows that he made some foolish mistakes in trying to leave Leicester, and Leicester made their own foolish mistakes in, in a lot of ways. And, and you know, they'll they'll they'll. If you wanted to talk about it, you'd get several different views who was in the right more yeah. than the other. But at the end of the day, you let bygones be bygones. He, he has a lot of very good memories, and majority of the fan base is still very fond of Mares. That you know, despite how it ended at Leicester. You know, yeah. fair play for him. You've got to give credit yeah. to it. Um, I hope you'd overtake Arsenal, and then Arteta out can trend number one yeah. around the world
1: again. Yeah. Um, boo is in. Um, it's a shock to see boo in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey.
1: Scared me there.
2: It scared there me go. there, boo. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, Oh, there's me. Three points gone out the window. Uh, Why? <laughs> Liverpool have just got a third.
2: Oh, for God's sake, you could have at least made me happy and told me that Leeds is (laughs) equalised.
1: No, I'm ahead of you now. Uh,
2: Yes, yes, you are.
1: I've got to say, uh, we touched on this just a little bit. Uh, There's a show on the channel, LTID TV, YouTube. Uh, It's called Life's a Pitch. It's basically my soapbox forum. And uh, I had a bit of a a go about it, didn't I, Brad, at the weekend about him? Yeah.
2: yeah, just you did. Although get him out now is a little bit more extreme. If anyone thought you had a bit of extreme views, I, I I understand it's not nice to see we don't want to see it, but that's a bit extreme in terms of reaction, but hey, everybody's entitled to it.
1: No, no, and you're entitled to yours, but I, and I do get I do get what you're saying because we're gonna mention it later, but look, we're on the topic. Uh again, and people have got to remember that if we criticize a player, it isn't because, you know, we don't like them or we suddenly hate them or whatever. I know, you know, it's too well, it's different, but you know what I mean? It's are yeah. allowed to criticize the players. And I think that for me, it was the fact that it was Vardy that did it. If it was Vestergaard, then I'd be kind of saying, like, oh, you know,
2: okay. you're a nobbet.
1: Yeah, you know, but I think it's because it was Vardy. That's what her, as I like have said many times, I'd bend over, I'd have his children if you walked in here now. But he's, he's, I didn't, I didn't like what he did. To be honest with you, maybe he was inviting Haaland to a to a party because he was the first Leicester player to reach three hundred Premier League appearances.
2: Yes, and um, that is my interesting being annoying. Give me a second uh that's that's impressive but i do hope for this season it's the last of the sentiment we give him i hope that was dean smith going oh let's get the 300 out of the way now so i don't have to rely on him later on because his legs are gone and uh you know that that's the last appearance he'll make as a starting player unless unless we get safe of course before the season ends but
1: yeah um, no, I, I do. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to dean smith he's got a lot to say about a lot of players uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but I have got some good news. Good evening, Doug. How are you? Welcome along. Uh, and Lester for Life is agreeing with Boo. Um, all you need to do, Boo, is marry a Mrs. Who. Oh, yeah. for goodness sake. <laughs> Come on. Oh I should have had my new, I've got a new mug and I'm not going to say what it is because it's special for the right occasion. But look, you know. Is that a joke? It wasn't, was it, really? But uh, no good crying over spilt milk, right? Let's just have a look and see. I just want to bring something up because this, honestly, Brad, you will be. This will make you so happy. I'm um, just going to bring it up. Uh, can you see Leicester's Facebook page there? Oh, we beat Man United two one.
2: Oh, that's brilliant because that means that because if the under twenty ones have lost that game tonight, they would have officially been relegated. So yes, they're they're exactly fighting. So. They are fighting yes. for their yes. lives.
1: But look. Under twenty Vestergaard and Bertrand back.
2: Yay. let's start a party. I mean Bertrand, I don't really actually have any malice towards, but the fucking twat of a lamppost is just get out of the club, please. Still don't like him, still don't rate him, still don't understand why we care about him. Bertrand, it's a sick note, so I can't really say anything about it, but yeah the cigar played football i still
1: i mean on that point and i i I agree with you to a a degree of course i do and you know it was funny thing i was on ant's channel last night doing doing the review and uh, i've never agreed with him so much and i was telling him that i agree with you a lot but i just don't on camera because obviously it makes it more interesting if we if we disagree but you know, I think, but I feel sorry for Bertrand because I think he's, he's not necessarily a bad defender, but he shouldn't have been bought because he's not the player for our system. And with Bertrand, I thought he was the he looked the best buy of that summer until he got injured, and now we've never seen him again.
2: Yeah, yeah, again, like it's one of them, isn't it? He's just been an unfortunate player in in a disastrous transfer saga for us in yeah. terms of players. And at the end of the day, it's one of them that's always going down as As uh, what if? Because he does have some good attributes. You know, we saw him taking free kicks in preseason. He looked quite deadly from them, putting yeah. good balls into the box. He's like, he's very clever with what he can do. It's just yeah. our house of cards has a better chance of standing up on a tornado than he just haven't been fit for a game. It seems <laughs> in yeah. the last year and a half, bless him. Can you do <laughs> you do sympathise with him for all the injuries as well. To yeah. be fair. Yeah.
1: And yet, uh, we just mentioned that before you came in, Doug, your score, because I had you down for 2-1. So you've just cost me three points. Thank you very much. Terry um, <laughs> says, how dare Brad criticise Rodgers? Two top signings. <laughs> well, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I, I, I'll cause a riot if I speak. If I speak, it I cause trouble.
1: <laughs> we, we have another show for that. Now, look, Manchester City <laughs> 3, Leicester City 1. Um, it was, it, I, it was a free hit, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll say that, and I don't have a problem with saying that because there's teams that have been better than lesser this season that have gone to the Ethiad and have not come away with just losing by two goals. And when we were 3 0 down after 20 minutes, and I was looking at Southampton fans. Uh, you know, in, in streams, going like, wait, our record's going to be safe today, isn't it? It's going to go now, you know, it's going to be 10 by the end of the game. And I'm sat there thinking, bloody could do, you know. <laughs> and so I think 3-1 isn't to be sniffed at, but, and you could argue that, you know, did Manchester City take their foot off the break when they got 3-0 up after 20 minutes, Brad?
2: Well, yeah, it's certainly easy to say that, but... <laughs> The thing is, there's a difference to how Man City take their foot off the gas and how other teams take the foot off the gas. Mm. Other teams take the foot off the gas by slowing the play down, they're methodical, they they don't give you a sniff to get a goal to get back into it or have enough time to get back into it. They take the tempo right now. Man City were already doing that, so it's actually kind of hard to judge how they went about that second half to do it. The way they take the foot off the gas is they take Haaland off. And they take Diver, uh, uh, Diver Grealish off and they take like them sort of players off. Um, because, you know, they, 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 you can't rule Bayern Munich out of a comeback. I mean, Man City, the only thing they're bottling at the moment is Champions League. So, why that's still a, uh, a thing for them, they'll be cautious that they don't want to let a 3 0 lead slip in the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, it's understandable. And I know we'll. Probably talk about it later on, so I won't say too much. But it was nice to hear what Dean Smith said about that conundrum that kind of situation. Was it Man City taking the foot off the gas, or were we better, or was it a mixture of both? Because you've still got to give credit to both. You know, Man City tried to not give Leicester any impetus, although it nearly backfired on them. Oh, uh, well, fuck you, Leeds. I'm glad no, I should have no, it's seen...
1: side, Don't worry, it's offside.
2: Uh, you know, this is the last time I ever give Leeds any credit. They're going to lose every game from now on. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You have to give credit to Leicester because Man U could have still strolled that around the park and scored another goal.
0: Yeah, it could
2: have scored two. It could have been 5-0. Leicester needed to show something. And yeah. we saw something. And like we said, Chris, doesn't matter how much control Man City had. Right side of Edison, Maddis makes it 3-2. Inch inside the post, it's 3-all. You know, Pratt doesn't scuff his chance. Could have been a goal. It's just one of them. You you take what it is in football and, you know, we wouldn't have deserved anything. It would have been the most. But we have to take positives just because of where we are.
1: I think so. I mean, Boris said here, and I, 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 I say respect your opinion, Boris. I don't agree with this one. Free hit if you've thrown the towel in. I I don't know whether that's fair or not. Uh, And I've got to say, Man City showed us a lot of respect, I think. I mean, you know, you look at that game, and if you're Man City, you're thinking, this is a stroll in the park, let's put the B team out and we can beat Leicester. But they didn't. They've got that Champions League um, game, you know, midweek this week. And if you... And it's a 3-0 up, but they want that Champions League more than anything else. You know, we know that. And... They could have easily, you know, thought, right, you know, that's where we're going to put all our our eggs, if you like. But they didn't They played the first team. And yes, they came at us because that was the game plan. They wanted to come at us and put the game to bed, knowing that they've now got, you know, a position to, well, with what Arsenal did to to catch them up. So I, I think fair play to Manchester City for showing us that respect.
2: Yeah, definitely. You you know, it shows that they, they looked at the game and went, look, don't look at where they are in the league. Look at what the situation is. They've got a new gaffer. They're training in high spirits. He's saying a lot of positive stuff. la da da and all that jazz. Let's not give them, let's not allow them to give us a frustrating game because, you know, had, it, had, had that wonder strike by John Stones not gone in and, and indeed he didn't play cartwheels with his hands, you don't know what, what could have happened and that's the joys of football. Hindsight's a wonderful thing but Man City, like you said, would have, Pep Guardiola would have made sure they went into that game going, let's not give them 60 minutes of nil nil, please because they will get a goal and they will feel they can hold on to it if we do that. We need to kill these off uh, and mm. they did ultimately because the result was 3-1 but um yeah, it's respect due where it is and You've got to give credit to your opposition when they do that to you. They
1: do, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not bad, you know, when you're taking a player like Haaland off and bringing a player like Alvarez on. <laughs> so yeah, it's a nice yeah. place to be in, isn't it? You know, um, <laughs> it's a bit different to taking uh, uh, Sutar off and bringing Vestergaard on. But look, you, you know what I mean. Look, let's just quickly run through the goals. Um, that was a stunner for the first goal, but could we have played it better from
2: the corner? Yeah, in hindsight, you could have, but you, in, you could have, yeah, but you, you take into account where we are, how we've been at set pieces, how terrible it's been, and then you think them players know what's around them. You've got Haaland breathing down your neck, you've got Jack Grealish in the box, you're thinking, who's it? Get it clear. Gets it aerial, but no distance on it. And when it drops like that... Oh, Leeds, fuck off and go and get relegated, will you? Piss me off. Just piss me off.
1: So what did
2: you... Go right, South, Southampton, Leeds and Forest can all go down.
1: <laughs> Look, yeah, we'll Look, stay Bar- up, upside
2: Everton. They can stay up and all. Look, Bar- Bar-
1: Bar- Bar- is going here. Five four one 4 he's throwing the towel in. I mean...
2: But it wasn't. It wasn't. This annoys me. This annoys me because people don't understand that football's changed in a way. Right? Yes, five four one was how Leicester played off the ball. But then there's then there's in possession of the ball, and in possession of the ball, we went to that attacking mode. We went three four one two. It, you have to understand how lineups work. A team doesn't play just one way for 90 minutes. They have a, right, when we've not got the ball, this is how I need us to be. We need to be back to the wall, defending deep, getting the ball, and then springing the trap. And when we spring the trap, I want us to move in this shape. And that's where you get it from. Times are not the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, and the 60s anymore. Football has this newfound thing where you have to have two styles of play, depending on who has the ball. It's not thrown in the towel trying to wait for the ball and then do something with it, because that's how we won the bloody league.
1: Another another first tonight, Terry's talking sense. I'm only joking, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Terry. I jest. Uh, Rogers had 10 games to assess his players when he arrived. Smith has none, and Man City was the first opportunity. And let's face it, we weren't going to get relegated, really, when Rogers took over. So, he, you know, again, he had a bit of an easier ride. I think it was a game where Dean Smith will go, right... I'm mm-hmm. gonna try a few things. Um, you know, he brought Swing back and we'll come on into individual players afterwards. Uh, but you know, he'll look at it and he'll go, Well, that didn't work. Ah, well, that was yeah, that actually worked quite well. Yeah, that other thing did yeah. Hopefully that's what he's doing. Um mm-hmm. and and I can say for me, look, when was the last time we beat Man City? We beat them 6 3 a few seasons ago when they didn't have a defence.
2: No, was, yeah, no, that was five two, and it was COVID.
1: Five two, sorry, 6-3. We happy. lost six
2: three. Was the defeat? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact, they didn't have a defender. You know, they bought a decent defender. Then, if you remember, so it was always going to be a hard game. Like I say, Boris, there's a lot of teams in better position than Leicester that have gone to uh, at the Etihad this season and not come away or come away with a bigger loss than that. Second goal. Um, but, yeah, Terry, you, you're obviously 100% right there. Terry, um, Brad, the second goal, what? I mean, we'll come on to him later and, so you know, first question is what the hell was indeedy he doing on the pitch, but we'll cover that later. But, my God, how many penalties does he give away?
2: Enough to scratch your head and go, how do you not know where to put your hands when a ball comes in? Um, for me, right, you know, when when managers like to maybe do some individual training with players. Yeah. Right? I think they should put a shock collar on indeed And every time he goes into the defensive box, his own box, he should get shocked until he's learned. You know? And if people might say, and people are going to take that well out of contents and say that's abuse or I'm being something or other. Please don't. I mean it in jest as in, like, you know what I mean? Like you would someone yeah, else. Yeah. Like give him a chance. You see it on TV shows, so please the second don't. Second
1: kind of convinced me he's into uh, sadomasochism.
2: <laughs> well, you know that's for that's for another show and another website. I can't tell you my OnlyFans account yet, but anyway. But you know what I mean. Just to teach him, no, don't yeah. do that in the box. Stop putting your hands up in the box because it's not like it's not like every penalty is given away. We've looked at, have gone. That's harsh. It's a yeah. strand. It's a it's a leading leg. It's an arm next to his face. Even Dean Smith said in his post-match, if he doesn't have his hand there, it hits him in the face. Why is he afraid to let him in the face? It's coming out for a corner. <laughs> it's yeah. not on the corner of the penalty. How many
1: defenders, and this, again, was happened for the third goal, defenders these days turn their back on the ball. And mm. it not just Leicester players, because let's be honest with you, we would not have won the FA Cup if the Chelsea defender had not... Um, uh, turn his back on the ball, you know, because it makes it, you know, if he if side on, that, except for me because I'm a fat bastard, but most people, that area is a lot smaller than that area. So, I don't, I mean, maybe, I mean, Terry said it's a great idea. Um, I mean, what about just tying his hands together?
2: Well, yeah, he'd still find a way though, wouldn't he? He'd probably <laughs> put his hands up just to ask someone to untie the rope and they to me give away a penalty.
1: Yes, yeah, fair point. Fair point. He <laughs> is a liability, and to me, this kind of unfortunately, and whether you, you know, I know I got accused by Ant yesterday of uh, of Rogers hating, and I've got to say, yeah, I was <laughs> because you remember how players and managers are when they leave the club, and you forget the success. And yes, he has brought us success, Um but he has also ruined a lot of players. Telemans is not the player that he was two or three seasons ago. And indeed, he is another example.
2: Yeah, yeah. Lost his way. Lost his head. Uh, I think I, I watched the majority of your stream back with Ant, and I was like, um, just feels like he, you know,
1: I just it
2: just feels like he's got it in the back of his mind about that injury. And, you know, him and Ricardo uh, are two players that we've both discussed, and I'm in agreement with what you both said about Ricardo that maybe this season we need to see what value he holds with his injury record, and maybe it's time to move him on. Not because I don't think he's a talent that could do the job, but it's just that injury-prone record is leaving us cold because we're not feeling the need to replace him because we know if he's fit, he's one of the best right backs we've seen at the club. But yeah, yeah, I just don't, I just, something's gone in his head and maybe it's time we move him on. And I don't know, 22 million on Samore and and Mendy deserve the chance. Yes, Yes, they are. I hope they do Doug. I hope they do. Sorry, Leeds fans, but I hope they go down.
1: All I can say Doug is if you're doing this job earlier in the season, they might be going down. But at the moment, because you couldn't beat them earlier in the season, they're actually outside the relegation zone. Um, Yeah, he's done it a bit. He's done it a bit for Barnes and he's done it a bit for KDH as well. Look, third goal, everybody again is jumping on um, Indeedy, but I think KDH takes a lot more blame for that. It was a lovely move that we had that was going forward, probably one of the best moves we had in the whole match. And then it was an awful pass to drop Indeedy in it. And I'm sorry, a lot of people were saying that, well, indeed he should have won the ball, but he was up against the best midfielder probably in the world at the moment. And you don't, you know, it's hard enough playing against them when you're not being played into trouble. But KDH has to take the blame for that.
2: Yeah, he does. I look back at the incident as well afterwards and I just thought. I know you could argue. I'd say seventy thirty in in uh, in who takes the blame. It's seventy percent Jewsbury halls because he ruins a build up with a very wayward and short pass. But th- this has been the lack of confidence, and, and maybe it's something Dean Smith. You know, hasn't he's not a miracle worker. He hasn't been able to do it in three days. But he'll he he'll go and try and put right mentally for these players. Is indeed, he was statuesque. And that's where I give him the 30% of the blame because I'm not saying he would have been able to win the ball ahead of the player, but he might have got something on the ball which would have maybe deflected it out for a throw-in or given it back to a Leicester player. Um, but, yeah, KDH, Oh, I'm echoing so much your end, mate. I can hear myself back. I don't know what's I'm going on. Ec- you're not
1: echoing at my end, little woman. Right, two seconds.
2: Is that better? You- can you hear me?
1: I can hear you now, yeah, but I could hear you before, so.
2: Right, okay, because I'm now struggling to hear you. That's annoying. Um, but Yeah, I think KDH has had issues in the same reasons that Madison and Tillman's have. They've been overplayed. Yeah. He's been overplayed and overworked in positions that aren't his natural ability, which is stemming his development, not improving it.
1: Good evening, Lena. Lena is in. I'll try and talk a bit louder. Hopefully, that might help. Um, welcome along, Lena. I hope you are well. Um, substitutions at half time. It's like my god, because we, we can do that, you know. Um, I did you know, maybe it was just. Anyway, I think it was just Brendan, wasn't it? But he looked at that. He saw what changes needed to be made. Um, and again, we're going to say we're going to talk individual players, but interesting. Substitution for me was not Vardy going off because I mean, we all say he's a spent oh my five now, five, five one. Um, Liverpool are going for another nine, aren't they? Um, but for me, uh, is a bit of a spent force as a starter. Uh, but Thomas coming on for Christensen,
2: yeah. I felt I, 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 I know a lot of people instantly were surprised because since Christensen has signed, he's got that energy, that passion that's kind of been, a, a, a you know, missing from the squad. It's been missing from the pitch. It's, it's the big thing that the fans look for and have been starved of since, since the start of the season. The, you know, but against Man City, it was, it was a case of it, you're coming at half-time, it's 3-0. Yes, you want to show a bit of impetus and a bit of fight and, and go for something and, and try and hope that Man City are going to switch off a little bit, give you the ball a bit more, be a bit careless and, and, and get the confidence, um, which which Leicester would have and had to have taken from their second half performance. I actually think it was a smart move by um, yeah. by Dean Smith. I think it was because you can't expose yourself in that second half to more damage And I've always said this, Luke Thomas is a very good defensive left wing back. He's not someone that's going to push on and be confident driving past players and giving Harvey Barnes an option on that left to go past. Not as often as Christiansen is because he hasn't got the pace and actual fitness like Christiansen has. I mean, that guy could run up and down the pitch like a juror cell bunny, couldn't he? He'd never run out. But at that moment in time, it was finding the perfect mix in the team and you maybe needed to chill out leaving the defence so spare. So I actually liked the substitution and yeah, we've no, talked I mean, many a times about Vardy not being a starter anymore.
1: Sorry, I wasn't waving at you then, I was waving at the Leeds fans that are leaving.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Leeds fans, they were. Uh, that, that's what I think of your team and your efforts.
1: <laughs> but look, uh, I, I'm, it's, we have, I, I know it's only one game and I know we're praising the manager after we've lost that game, but to look at that and go, do you know what? That's not working. I'm gonna change it at half time. You know, Christensen, yet we know how good he is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But having the balls to say, do you know in in the women's game, you know, that in the in the women's Euros when we won it, how often then the, the the and I've forgotten the lady's name, I do apologize, but the, the manager the manageress of England, uh, she took the big players off. Names didn't matter. At last, we've got you know a management team that appears to do that.
2: Yeah, and you know when when we've become a bit stale this season, it's been the big eyebrow raiser as to our frustrations towards our former manager Brendan, because for all his experience and for all his know how and for everything he did right in that first two and a half years, it like he just turned it off and broke the switch because he just stopped doing it and. I suppose that's the thing that's really made us take to Dean Smith so instantaneously is because during the two games where um, Brandon Statue was in charge and we really wanted to see something different, even if the results were still bad, obviously we were praying they weren't, but the, the effort to change things up was there. Um, but at least Dean Smith saw it and like you said, don't care for your name, off it's you come. You're not it. doing your job properly, or the way I've set you up isn't working properly. So, we're going to, I, I need to change it up. So, you on, you on, you off, sort of thing. It, it, um, it was good. Did it was refreshing. Needs, it's what the team needs. needs
1: then, by the way,
2: oh, I probably did, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I was
1: going to say he's the ex, uh, leader of Rhodesia, wasn't he? But, uh, yeah. Look, um, yeah, section, those changes were made. Um, And uh, we saw sort of um, Telemans and KDH go off later and Mendy and Pratt come on. But we had them worried in that second half, didn't we?
2: Yeah, we did. And again, you can say all the things you like about um, Man City made changes. Man City had one eye on that. If anyone's ever seen Pep Guardiola after a win when they've conceded a goal, you know what he's like to them players. Because he won't be impressed by the way they conceded the goal he won't be impressed in the way they give away the ball for the madison chance so again you can say what you like this is why i hate stats and this is this is a perfect example as to why i don't really care too much for stats because what really matters is what happens on the pitch and what happened on the pitch in that second half is leicester scored they had they had three good chances two over the bar one one was well saved one hit the post. In that second half, there was only one team scoring goals and it wasn't the home side.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. you know, um, and people might say, oh, you're clutching at straws to positives, you're clutching at straws. and that. Well, you're in the wrong business. I mean, as a fan, if you're a man, don't get into management if that's your opinion because you, you might, I know these professionals and it might sound daft, but sometimes the professionals don't need a rollicking. They don't need to be told everything they did wrong. Yes, they'll work on that and analyse the game, which is what Dean Smith pointed at doing after in his post-match. Um, but he also was very keen to strengthen the positives of what they did, their reaction to going 3-0 down, their reaction in the second half. I mean, when was the last time, Chris? And this goes to anybody in the comments. Genuine question. I, I'd probably say it'd probably be the last time we won a game, would be the answer. But when was the last time... That you no, in fact, no. I'll take out the wins. When was the last time Leicester were losing a game, and you still saw them trying to score? You still saw them trying to get something from the game in the ninety third, ninety second, ninety third minute because that's what we were doing against Man City. We didn't get to eighty four minutes and go, ah, oh, well, it's three one. We ain't scoring two goals. Give it up. No, we had a chance, and we had a chance, and even in the ninety third minute, actual hit the post. And he weren't like, oh, oh well, I'm not bothered. It was, oh god, I wish I'd have scored that one. We're still in yeah. a couple of minutes, sort of I thing.
1: Mean, talking of Nacho hitting the post, um, I mean, at three at three one, had Madison squared the ball to Nacho, had his shot been an inch to the left, uh, we, we would have been looking at a three three, uh, and with a hat trick for for the Nacho man um and we we'd be looking at a different story wouldn't we that's how close we were and whether you say they took the foot off the pedal or what but they'd got all their big hitters off the pitch by this time um obviously can't bring them back on and <laughs> that's I think why why he was worried pep <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was. And 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 again, it just shows the attitude in, in the way the management went about it, because I feel like if Brendan Rogers had, had managed that game and Ian Acho would have scored the goal and hit the post, it'd have been more focused on the fact that he was unlucky and, and he should have done better with his one that he missed and talk about the one he scored. You know, you you look at the way Leicester went about it, and like you said, whether it was twenty one shots to three What would have mattered at the end of the day, had them chances been put away, is Leicester took as many as Man City did. At the end of the day, one very good point was, apart from that save off Riyad Mahrez, Mm. was there anything Iverson really had to do, apart from pick the ball out of his net three times? No, not really. Was there anything that Edison had to do, apart from pick the ball out of his net once? He made a couple of saves. So, Mm. in the end... It doesn't matter whether you deserve it or not on stats. It matters what goes in the net, and we would have taken a three-all draw.
1: I know, I know you—you you don't like it, but we will be looking at the stats <laughs> in a bit. But yeah, I, yeah, you say it, and I think to be honest with you, had Brendan, and yeah, I am—I am a bit of—I've got a bit of hate on Brendan because he, he's ruined my football club, and I think I'm entitled to have some hate on him. You know, uh, where we are is there's other people involved, but majority of it is down to him. Because I think if you look at that game, that was not a Brendan Rodgers team that was out there. Yes, it was the Brendan Rodgers players, obviously. But we would not... we <laughs> Those changes wouldn't have been made at half-time. And to be honest with you, I think we'd have probably gone defensive to try and hold on to a 3-0 loss
2: yeah um so if you're wondering why i'm going off the camera i can't be bothered to try and fix this because it's doing my head in. so i'm no, going no, no, near my way. earpiece and all you see is the door that. yeah, yeah. I that, um but yeah I, I honestly people might be saying about this and i know there'll be them depressives going substitutions man thinking gas off the fort yawn to the same of repeat broken record statement but if brendan Rodgers is in charge right then I would have 100% agreed with Boris on saying we threw in the towel because Brendan Rodgers would have kept it at 5 4 1. He would have had nine men behind the ball. It had kept Vardy on for 80 minutes or 85 minutes before he put Dakar in at show Could predict it to like a, a sheet, right? It had taken Ndidi off and put Samari on. It had taken KDH off and he had put Mendy on. And he would have left Vardy on till the very end until so it was pointless and we would either lost the game 3-0 or we would have lost the game 5-0 because it has shown no intent on if we concede one, let's at least score two. We don't get any points for winning the second half. We're not Jot Wallace's rules, but let's show what we are capable of and, and, and get our own confidence from it because that gave us a more pleasing afternoon than what it started out as for the first 20 minutes of it. The rest of that game was a bit more pleasing on the eye to watch from a lesser perspective. Oh now I can't hear you.
1: Sorry, I'm muted myself so in the hope that you wouldn't hear any, you know, get the echo. Um yeah. <laughs> you didn't get the echo, you didn't get any of me at all. Uh but we did when <laughs> we won the second half. We should have one and a half points. Um, but look, this is the this is the, the truth of the matter is is that is how the table looks at the moment. And it is it is depressing. Uh, but we've got to take hope that I think we've I think we've stumbled onto the right manager because of other managers that turned us down. Would I be looking at that with Jesse Marsh was in charge, thinking, you know, we can still get out of this? No. With Dean Smith, Craig, Craig, Craig Shakespeare, and uh, John Terry in, I'm looking at that thinking, we've got a fighting chance here. You know, results have gone our way. You know, this uh, – there's a couple of them are starting to get out of – you know, I mean, I think Palace are safe. I think Wolves are safe, just, to be honest with you. A couple more points will do them. But I don't – and I, and Bournemouth, well, they, they're just, again, uh, somehow pulling, pulling results out. Uh but, you know, West Ham are still in it, Leeds, Everton, forest I can say all the results, apart from possibly West Ham's, went went for us. They are catchable, those teams.
2: Yeah, they're definitely catchable. And again, you look at the run-ins that these teams have. And I know, again, on paper, we've been doing this all season and we've never covered ourselves uh, in glory. Um, but there is such a different feeling. You look at the teams and...
1: Me personally, there's no way you can say we cover ourselves in glory. (laughs) Oh,
2: exactly, exactly. But me personally right now, I know know you might say, yeah, West Ham 31, even if they maybe lose that game in hand as well. I cut the table off at Leeds. Anything at 30 plus is more than a game we need to turn around. And I know we're technically four points off Leeds, but we've got to play them. And if they're going to drop points, we could, you know, we could overtake them, get there. 17th, 16th is safe. It keeps us in the Premiership. It, re, it redeems us. We can renew our status and our membership for Premier League football next season of doing that. And there was no reason, if you look at our run of fixtures, what we're playing, you know, we are playing Everton's. We're playing Wolves at home. We're playing West Ham at home. You know, we're playing Leeds United. Okay, it's away, but <laughs> Le- Leeds 5-1. Easy. So, you know what I mean? You, we've got to have the advantage as long as we do the job. And if we play the way we did against the second half, I don't think any other teams, Mm -hmm. you know, Manchester are one off quality that can blow you away in 20 minutes. I've seen nothing from the likes of Everton, Leeds, and for the majority, West Ham especially, this season, for me to suggest that they could blow us away uh, in 20 minutes. And I don't think we'd start defensive against them. I think we're going at them. So, Cut the table off at Leeds, focus on Leeds and Everton and Forest results, and I think we've got the best chance of staying up as long as we do our job at home, especially.
1: This weekend, um Southampton are um relegated. Well, they're away at Arsenal, so it could be. Nice, look, I've just watched then and Mohammed Salah, although he's off the pitch, he's smiling, but his team are five one up. I think I'm allowing him to smile. Anyway, don't get me started on that again. So, Southampton <laughs> away at Arsenal. We're hosting Wolves, uh, a big six pointer. Forest are away at Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. I swear to
2: God, Doug. I swear yeah, to no. God, we will fall out personally and it'll be all your club's know. fault.
1: Well, you, know, you went from one job, Doug, to three job, Doug. And you're finally doing it now. But it was a, it's a bit late. We could have done it earlier in the season. But yeah, they're hosting Forest. Uh, Everton are away at Palace. And whenever it's an away game, I think you've always got to look at it and go, yeah, that's, that's good because they're not as good away. Uh, and Leeds are away at Fulham. So, again, you've got to look at that and go, a couple of those results could go our way. And yes, it is in our own hands, Boris. I accept that 100%. But we, we're going to need the help of the other teams around us losing.
2: Yeah, and that's our own fault that we're in a position where we are, to a degree, relying on other teams because we are points apart. I know, you know, a, a, anything other than a win for Forest and, and, and a loss for Everton and if we beat Wolves we'll be out of that bottom three but we're still relying on results so it's not in our hands as such. But like you said, I've I already stated this. I'm very thankful that the Wolves game is at home and not at Molyneux. After their result last week, I don't think we would do very well at Molyneux with the crowd behind them. But this is it. It has to start. It, this is it. though. The, the only problem is, is like Dean Smith said himself, uh, and Ian Smith, he said it as well, apparently. Um, he said, uh, he, he, you know, he said it has to start. We haven't got time for, bedding in we haven't got time for the first two or three games to pass us by and then go okay now i've got it let's crack the code and go we have to get a win against wolves Mm. now i don't know maybe if they give baby oil to one of their players we'll get a one nil win because they'll keep missing the target i don't even know if troy even plays them now so we might have to get a red card for diego costa to wound them but by any means necessary we have to beat wolves
1: six oh because... leeds just
2: give up take the no, points no, 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 no,
1: no. liverpool carry on because at the moment i was just about to say this is doing us a favor because Leeds are currently minus 19. that's just gone up if this stands and i'm just having a look yeah he was on side he's got he's got us well we never know with var but that takes them to minus 20. so and we're on minus 14. that could be
2: could what be a point
1: down to, isn't
2: it? Well, it really could do this season, especially between us four clubs. It could come down to a point or who scored goals. This rate, it won't matter if we win every game one 0 to the end of the season, Um, because our goal difference will keep us up on in, in terms of negative comparison. So, yeah, it's great result in terms of a beating. Um, long may it continue. If yeah. Southampton can lose to Arsenal and. Pretty much, relegate themselves. Then uh, we just start narrowing down positions and keep it going.
1: I can see that is onside. What the hell are VAR taking so long for?
2: Strange how sometimes the clear and obvious doesn't get it <coughs> right against Tottenham. <coughs> stood on his foot. Yeah,
1: uh, so it's, it's given. It's six one. And you look, I mean, Everton are minus twenty two, Forrester <coughs> minus minus thirty two and uh, Southampton are minus 29. Everybody's saying, well, Southampton are gone. Well, there are only two points behind us. Let's not, you know, get get overly excited. But, yeah, I, I mean, this... And that's what we've got to say. You know, people say, oh, you know, it was, it was Ma- Manchester City and what have you. We could have, after 3-0 down, and I think that was what was at the back of my mind. After 3-0 down, I'm thinking, this could be a cricket score, and we don't want that. And the fact that we only came, we came away with like minus two in the goal difference uh, t- uh, column, I think that was that was good for us.
2: Yeah, it was, and and again, it's just circumstantial of how it went. You can't help a, a bloody left 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 back, centre back, right centre back, right back. No income tax, no VAT. That was going into a song then for me. But you know <laughs> what I mean. You can't help if a centre back does a Vincent Company. And bangs it in the top corner. Of, yeah. It is what it is. I think it was Ant that said it on your show. Um, where would Leicester fans be so pessimistic about it? Had that been a case of the goals were 44 minutes, 65 minutes, Leicester nick one back and then they get 182, sort of thing, would it paint a better picture? Or
1: I you mean, know, I, it's just I, how I, it goes I said, sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I think I said it. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think it wouldn't we wouldn't have felt as bad.
2: No, exactly. And that's just how it goes, isn't it, unfortunately, in football. Sometimes you get them in I mean, go back to the Newcastle debacle and Boxing Day when we were three 0 down within twelve minutes. We never looked like scoring in that game. At yeah. least against Man City we actually did score, let alone look like scoring. Yes.
1: Yeah. Two
2: complete comparisons, two different managers. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's what's given me the, the confidence, to be honest with you. And also watching the Leeds owner squirming in his seat as well.
2: Oh, um, no, but remember, they've lost 6-1, so Leeds would have played really good football.
1: <laughs> Look, I know you're not a stat man, but how many, I mean, I think it was was it two and a half games we went, not so long ago, in the most recent memory, where we never had a shot on target.
2: Yeah, it was. We actually had, I actually remember it because in the game when we hit a shot anger it in anger in stoppage Time, it was like, why is it taking us 90 odd minutes to do it? And it threw me back to a game when I had to listen to it on LCFC radio where I can't remember the other guy's commentary who does it, who does the normal things for it, but he kind of went, oh, well, there was a chance there. And Matt Elliott went, yeah, but why is it taking less than 89 minutes to have a shot? And now you think again the comparisons and the difference between where we were three games ago to the performance we've seen. Yeah, you can try and suck the joy out of it as much as you like, or you could actually go, well, yeah, at least at least with Rodgers in charge, we know it would have got worse than three 0 and yeah. just take it as it was.
1: We had more shots in this one game against the current. Let's be honest with you, champions and possible. Um, future champions, depending whether Arsenal implode or not, we had more shots in 90 minutes than we had in like almost 270 minutes in those three games. It's all finished 6-1. I'll take the point. Um, But look there, you can see, I mean, they had 12 shots. They scored with three. They had a conversion rate of 25, or ours was 9%. But if you don't have shots on goal, you don't score goals. It's as simple as that.
2: Okay, Michael Owen, calm down. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but, yeah, 270 minutes We're not having a shot on goal Or shot on target It's like how the hell are you going to score
2: Yeah, Exactly I mean
1: And when it's wet it, it the ball gets wet And it makes it harder
2: I know I know And <laughs> uh, and if you keep see these goals You're not going to keep clean sheets You know what I mean
1: <laughs> How dare you sir
2: <laughs> I know I'm sorry for swearing at you Calling you such a vulgar name no, it is true. And again, I mean, I don't, I don't know people are going to say, oh, God, look, to listen to you two or mention him. He's only been there four days, like he's a godsend. But even Dean Smith said, didn't he, in his first official press conference, I sat there and watched the Bournemouth game. And if I was 80-20 about taking the job, I'll be honest with you, after watching the the, the energy and the desire from you, I, I went to 50-50, but yeah. still took on the challenge. But we didn't have a shot in that game, did we? And that was the biggest anger. It wasn't so much losing the game yes that naturally made us annoyed and disappointed but it wasn't like we throw in the kitchen sink at bournemouth and somehow they'd spawn a goal and we just one of them games we're going how the hell did we not score yeah we're ranting for a different reason it was for 90 minutes we saw it coming and it eventually happened you know you you'd like to feel that that second 45 minutes if that's the blueprint for how we play these last seven games, that we're not going to come away and have a post-match like this and be going, oh, my God, same old. Leicester did nothing, no shots. <clears throat> Boring. You know, we're going to feel like we're going to give an effort for every game.
1: Yeah. Um, Boris says, if we don't get corners, we don't get shots on target. Well, I mean, I don't know. If that's, you know, you, you could say that. But look, 12 attempts to Man City... Of those 12 attempts, only two were from open play. We had 11 shots on target, seven of which were from open play. Only four from set pieces and only eight from set pieces um, for Man City. I, I can say, I know you're not a big lover of stats, but I'm looking at that and thinking... I oh, mean you know me I I've, I've I've torn into the side this season when we've you know as a premier league team we've not had as you know a, a, a shot on target like i say for two and a half games when you look at that we you know yes we lost but we were going toe to toe with the champions
2: Yeah, uh, we did in parts of the game and I think that's the thing that just kind of people read too much into these stats for because people go, oh, no way the game was that close. There's no way Leicester that. Well, we did. You forget that we did actually have a spell of dominance Mm. and that was shown. If you was to show, if you was to put that um, in them time brackets of, say, the first 30 minutes, it would have been zero shots on Leicester's side and Man City would have probably had six. But if you went on say the 60th minute to the 90th minute in the last half hour, you'd have probably seen one shot for Man City and six shots for Leicester. So it's periodically where them why the stats look more even than they do. Yes, over 90 minutes Man City were all but in control, but Leicester had periods of play where they warranted them shots. They they pressed the occasion and and they proved that, you know, you look at the way Man City actually played that 20 minutes, Chris. I felt they were quite edgy. You know, not just the way they... Because the way they gave away the ball to Mad- Madison wasn't call It was nervous touch of the ball. He couldn't get it under control. And like you said, if, you know, if that had gone in, Pep Guardiola would have been going, oh, maybe I showed my hand too soon. You know, they would have been nervous. They would have been nervous. And I know people say hindsight and all that, Da da da. And and you know some negative Nelly would have probably gone. no, Manchester would have just gone down the other end and scored four. There was no sign of it.
1: No, i just. Funny enough, just after, with you, with you saying that, I'm just going to show you this, and I don't know if you can see this on your phone, um, on that screen there, it just shows, like you say, after sort of the you know the last. Well, after 75 minutes, you can see the yellow there, which is Leicester. So I know it's a bit confusing, but you can see we were, we had quite a bit of the play in that last sort of 20 minutes or so.
2: Yeah, we did. And again, periodically is when you have to look at the moments. You'll always have sections of the match where it's broken down. And if you, again, if you was to put that to the first 20 minutes, you'd be going like that. Where's Leicester's? numbers where's Leicester's yellow Because it wouldn't have existed yeah. and it just tells you that
1: we well, can see you there, know a game is
2: 90 minutes, minutes. Is
1: and just because minutes, there's only one bit of yellow at the bottom there.
2: exactly exactly you're hard it's like you're looking for a needle yeah. in a in, in a in a hay haystack as they say but yes. that just tells you and again however you analyze the game whatever your opinions are on on how teams went about it in the second half It tells you that Leicester found a way to not just cope with Man City, but penetrate them, get in them and puncture their armour. And yes, inevitably, it didn't, you know, in in the end, it didn't account, account for anything in terms of a result. But it shows you enough to know that we have changed something. He has managed in three and a half days to change something. Because, again, anybody in the chat would honestly tell me. Any game this season, Leicester were 3 0 down, 2 0 down, or just losing a game in general. Did you feel or see anything on that pitch to make you feel that Leicester were going to get any form of positive from it? That was the first time this season I've seen Leicester lose a game, and I've seen that t- effort in the second half gone, you know what? If he'd have offered me 3 1 at full uh, at the kickoff, I'd have asked the referee if he can. Pitch the result now and take it, yeah. and, and as long as the performance is there, and yeah. that's where we need to be looking at. Th-
1: this is where it does show the golf in the two sides. You know, the passes: seven hundred eighty-one for them, three hundred twenty-nine for us. But to be honest with you, it's not unexpected. Uh, you know, uh, and again, you know, like you say, you you can take what you want out of stats, you can ignore what you want in stats, but at the end of the day, that's why. You know that's what your money buys you, I guess, doesn't it? You know, seven hundred eighty-one passes in a game. But uh, at the end of the day, we, all, as you always say to me, Brad, the only uh, stat that matters is the number of times that ball goes between those uh, white pieces of wood. Um, exactly, mate. That's that's
2: the ultimate one that decides your result and your fate in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, just want to bring this up from JB. I'll, I'll let you. Um, Man City helped us out subbing their main players off. Like I said earlier, Jamie, I don't think you were in, but Alvarez coming on, is that doing us a favour? I mean, you know, you're replacing one world-class player for
2: another one. Yeah. So saying Man City subbed their best players off helped us out is like... I don't know. It's like saying that you you downgrade, you, you decided to spend the weekend at your seven-bedroom house instead of your eight-bedroom house. You don't really notice the difference that much. They have put that side out, JB, as a starting team before. We played without Haaland at the King Power. And So, trust me, saying that they helped us out, go on, honestly... This is the only time i really desperately express this. And people are going to say I've got a love interest in Pep Guardiola. I don't. I still think he's taken an easy job all his life and he'll never take a hard job in terms of money and unlimited talent being at a club. But go and listen to his press conference, his changing room antics. There's a video out where it's like comparing Neil Warnock and Pep Guardiola. You've probably seen it. You know I'm going, Chris. I know it sounds a bit drastic. But he's talking sometimes to a team of dressing rooms when they've won a game two one or three one and he's he's like, Yeah, fantastic, we won the game, but why did we sit off? Why did we why are we practicing this and you still let them score? Why are we le-? and I guarantee you he would not have been happy with them players coming on and giving Leicester a sniff? No.
1: No, no. So no,
2: no. you can't look at it as if why will Man City doing us a favour? Did did Pep Guardiola go, ah. Oh, Okay, well, you know what, Leicester, I want you to stay up. So go and get a goal to give you goal difference of help. We'll, we'll help you out. I'll sub Edison. What? Why didn't he sub? Did he sub Edison off and put like a five foot broken goal? No, he put strong, good goal scorers. I mean, Alvarez has scored eleven out of his fourteen goals at, at Manchester at, at home this season. So they weren't exactly putting on a non prolific striker. So again.
1: I mean, like, like Ray says... An eight-bedroom
2: house for a seven-bedroom house. You don't mo- notice a difference too
1: much. Not if they're all en suite. Uh, exactly. Ray says, yeah, Holland is a Vardy fan. Um, but JB also says, I was positive a few weeks ago about Leicester staying up, but now I can't see it. We are spineless. And, and I mean, obviously, you, you, you watch the game and, and that's your opinion, JB. But for me... I actually feel more positive, a hell of a lot more positive than they did a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, so so, so do I. Um, I. Look, the negativity around the club and the, and the performances is obviously taking a toll on it. And it, JB probably saw the game in a different light, so respect that. But I would again reiterate something I've said a few times tonight, JB. Ask yourself this question. Leicester under Brendan Rodgers, do they get a goal? Or... Do they lose that game three, four, five, maybe even six nil because they go scared? They put 11 men behind the ball, desperately praying that Man City don't add to the goals. Mm. Because I think they do. I don't see a positive. You know what? If Brendan Rogers is in charge of that game at half time, I'm turning it off and I'm putting the radio on so I don't have to watch it. I'll still listen to it before anyone snaps my head off. But I was turning it If Rogers is in charge of that team, I'm turning it off because I know what's coming. No substitutions until the 60th minute, like for like. Vardy on until Nacho comes on. 86th minute. Leicester lose anywhere between three and nine nil. Yeah. That's what happens when Rogers in charge. Smith changed things up. We got a goal. We had a few. We had a good go at Man City, regardless of Man City's mentality and concentration levels. You can only play what's in front of you. And I'm like you, Chris. I've gone in, I've looked at that game and gone, you know what? Go for it. I've got a bit more. I, I had no belief. Yeah, I was still under the impression we're going to see the same old, same old. So from what I
1: Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply.
0: See mcdonalds.com. about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: So, to so what I'm used to seeing, I'm actually swapped my confidences here that we can get out of this
0: situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just quickly looking there, I'm not going to go through Manchester City, but you can see they've actually not been listed with any weaknesses. But, uh, you know, they're saying Leicester created a high number of chances relative to their possession. We're effective at creating goal scoring opportunities from long shot situations. We're effective at creating goal scoring opportunities from set pieces. It's a long time since I've looked at one of these post match and seen any positives on the Leicester side. Okay, we gave the ball away a lot, uh, a lot of free kicks around the box. Yeah, uh, and we were caught offside often. But that doesn't read too bad to me.
2: No, it doesn't. A, there's actual positives in the Leicester section and and it's not full of negatives. And B, the negatives that are there, I would say... You know what? I'd say 100% of the league has that as like a nitpicking negative, especially against a Manchester City side. Uh, You're going to give away free kicks. You're going to give the ball away. Um, Teams will do it far less than Leicester did in that game, granted. But, you know, when you're talking nitty-gritty... I again I don't know this again people are going to say oh you've got a hate campaign going here you but Brendan Rodgers there's no there's no positives from that game I'm telling you that now before the game was even kicked off Brendan Rodgers in charge Leicester's positives are the season's not over that would be the only positive you would be able to put up for us here at least there's genuine positives being written and It's a good thing, Chris. It's better reading. It's still not brilliant because we lost the game and there's still things that need working on, but it's better than what we've been reading for the last seven, eight, nine, ten, thirty-eight 38 games, you feel like, watching Leicester this season.
1: We're going to just take a very quick ten-second break and then we're going to be looking at uh, some of the individual players and performances straight back after Indeed, and please do what they say, subscribe to the channel if you are new, and do the same at the with Brad's channel, Top 10 Battles. Um, So we're going to go through, like I say, just a few of the players um, uh, briefly, but uh, for me, Kieran Dewsbury-Hall needs a rest. Um, I just think, is he as good as we seem to remember he was? Or is it just the fact that the whole team's kind of like that at the moment?
2: See, this is this is the problem, and I, I, I do feel for Dewsbury Hall, and I don't like the fact that I'm already seeing fans going, oh, we need to take the blue tints off, we need to just forget it, he's not as good as we think he is. No, here's the problem, right? When you've got a creative m- m- midfielder, right, and, and, and I'm not making any comparisons in terms of ability here, I'm just making an, a, a quite obvious point in their role, when you've got a creative, expressive midfielder like Dewsbury Hall and Maddison, your team, right? You need to learn to allow them to do their own devices. And what I mean by that is, what have we seen from Maddison this season and Dewsbury Hall that they have in common? It's a rhetorical question. I'll answer it for you, Chris. And that is, we've rarely seen them play in their area of strength. Now, yes, it's been down to injuries with Maddison, especially. I, I grant you. Right, But even sometimes when the team's been as close to fully fit as we've been able to this season, we have seen Madison play in the centre, in the number 10 role. We've seen him on the left, we've seen him on the right, we've seen him as a bloody false nine. Now, the false nine and number 10 are very similar, so we can play them quite well. But we've talked about Madison being exhausted because he's been forced to play because of injuries, he's been played out of position, so he's looked naff. We haven't been able to get the best out of him. Now here's a fact with Hall. he's played in the centre midfield, and in transition he's played alongside Madders, if you will, as as almost a Tillman's number eight style alongside him, and as a as a second number ten, if you will. But he's played on the left. He's played on the right. He's played as a central defensive midfielder. So that's three out of the five positions he's played, right? This is a pair of them they just have in common. Five different positions and roles they've been asked to play. Only two of them are they good at. And that is similar areas of the pitch. You cannot look at Dewsbury Hall season and think, oh, we suddenly lost his ability to play football. No, he's just not a defensive midfielder. He's not a wide midfielder. He is an attacking creative midfielder and you need to give them two players that middle role you don't like dean smith and i'm sorry to keep bringing him up the things he said but it's true it's like dean smith said about madison the first thing he turned around to madison said is why do you keep coming so deep for a ball and why are you getting the ball so deep when you can't do all with it basically that was the long term. and it's the same for jewsbury hall he's got electric pace look at his goal at liverpool chris did he pick the ball up inside his own box or was he fed the ball on a counter break and he burst through their defensive line? No, mm-hmm. he picked the ball up on a counter press, burst through Liverpool's defensive line and put us one a up. That's how Manchester scores his goals this season and that's where you get the best out of Dewsbury Hall. You have to look at how a player is utilised sometimes and not how they're performing. I know we expect them to be able to do numerous positions but you can't ask somebody to do a job that they're not that talented in. And unfortunately for us, whether we like it or not, Dewsbury Hall might be a one-position pony, if you will, because he cannot do the central defensive work. Play him in his strengths and you'll see the best out of him.
1: And do you think he... Uh, I mean, obviously, when he burst onto the scene, he was great. Uh, and he had... Well, maybe he's playing a different role then. But, you know, were... Or was Rogers? We know, we know Rogers, and I think it was Rob Tanner at the Athletic. So I do respect what he says. Said that Rogers doesn't have a small squad because he has the same size squad as everybody else. He just has a smaller pool of players that he he trusts and, and wants to sort of pick. And you know, Jude Hall, is it? You know, yes, we know he can be good in his attacking and his hearts in it and what have you, but. He needs you know he you can't keep picking him on how he was a season ago or even nine months ago can you
2: yeah and i i I think we saw that with the lack of substitutions like this season uh, by um Rogers. because look there is not a manager in the world from Premier League down to the Ishmael Premier League shout out to technically my second time my second team hashtag United if you know the YouTube channel who've made it to Ishmael League that's why I brought it up they're in the Ishmael Premier League next season but from any line of football whether it's five a side and you're a manager of a five a side team or not you have your core players that you prefer to play not just because of favourites but because they're a little bit ahead of the talent pool that you've got there um, oh, okay. On terms of a weak foot, no, he is all for the passing. He does need to improve on. There is still get parts of the game that he needs to improve on. I'm not saying he's a perfect midfielder, JB, but I'm saying he also needs to be able to focus on a particular position and area of that focus. But anyway, as I was saying, it's okay having a core trust group that you have. And if you were to ask any Leicester fan, I would say the core trust at the moment is, um, Soyuncu when he's playing James when he's fit uh, Madison um, and then Ian Acho. and then you probably got arguments in other positions certain areas and whatnot but if you ask for me for five key players it's probably Ian Acho Harvey Barnes when he's on form Madison and someone like Faze etc at the back right? but what you've got to be willing to do is exactly what we saw on Saturday and that is OK, I love you guys. Yes, you can turn a game and, and make a game your own on, uh, on your day, but you're not having a good day. Off you come. Dennis Pratt, Mendy, etc. You're still more than capable to do your job. Go and do your job out there and do what I know you're capable of. And that's something we lacked and lost with Rogers, clearly through um, strange relationships. And that's the biggest thing that we're going to see a difference in. For, for the remainder of the season, gonna, it looks.
1: we're going to go through player ratings briefly afterwards. But I was surprised at this rating because Yuri Tielemans, I'm not, I've not been his biggest fan. I don't agree with what he's doing with his contract. Um, but you know, that again, that's another story for another show. Um, but he is obviously one of our most talented players now. I don't think Rodgers was using him to his best ability because I don't think that the teams that were linked, well, I'm going to say linked because nobody came in with a firm offer, but teams that were linked with him a couple of seasons ago obviously would, would were not even being mentioned in the same breath as him now. Uh, but I think he's been played out of position a hell of a lot. Now, this was, and, and I've just, saw, and again, another player, like you were just saying, that he's been stuck in with, Week or Rogers was sticking with, even when he was having a bad game, it was like he could score five own goals and Rogers still wouldn't take him off. It was like Rogers and Telemans was like uh uh Taylor and um Junior Lewis almost to a point. Not quite as bad as that, but you you get where where you get where I'm going. Um yeah. but if he is on form um then You've got to include him in because of what he can bring you, and you know, uh, I still say if he'd have been playing in the FA Cup, the role he's been playing this season, he doesn't get that goal. But that's that's just my opinion. But what we, I mean, he came on, he was obviously subbed off, but it was his first game back, so he was never going to do the full ninety. Um, thoughts on on Tuleman's performance?
2: Well, I mean, can we live in a dream world and take? too much impetus in the in the smiley gave um, Dean Smith when he turned up. I saw a lot of captions of people saying, find yourself someone who smiles at you the way Yori smiled at Dean. Who knows? We don't know what the future holds. But you can manage a player better who you know you're not going to pop. You know, there's a 99.9% minus a miracle, let's face it, chance the tournament is going to play for someone else next season. You okay. can accept that. And and I think um I think you can accept that as a manager, whether you've been there as long as Rodgers has, or you're, or you're there like Dean Smith is for seven, eight games. You can accept it, but as long as you and the player are on a same la- wavelength of what you're going to give to the club, and you're honest about it, I think you can manage it better. And again, you always want to try and have an ace up your sleeve, and if you treat it right, whether it's seven games and. Bye, see you later. Thanks, Leicester. Off the fuck off to AC Milan, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Arsenal, whoever. Then fine. As long as he leaves everything he's got on you know, on the pitch when he's called upon, I couldn't give a rat's ass to be honest with you how, how he goes at this club because I've kind of accepted it and, and dealt with it in my own way, if you know what I mean. But you're right. You could still have to use a him, right? You know what he's capable of you give him that 60 minutes on the pitch, you take him off, right? And if Dennis Pratt had scored in that game, I'd be going to your going, you're on the bench for Wolves because I can't take that guy off because he's impressed me. I know what you're capable of, but for where we are this season, I need confidence on that pitch. And right now, he's just got a goal. Obviously, that wasn't the case, but you get where I'm going with it. And and that's what we'll see, how he manages them players now.
1: You did, you mentioned there the smile. Um, it will be interesting to see, because obviously there's a lot of players out of contract, and I just wonder, because the players that have come out and kind of defended Rodgers, I think there's Madison and one youth player and another one. There's very, very few. And I'm just wondering how many players will actually maybe thinking, well, actually, now that Rodgers has gone, I wasn't looking with Rogers, but you know, new manager comes in and oh yeah, might be interested in a new contract.
2: Well, to quote the man himself, everybody's got a clean slate, and if you hear that as a player, you know, no matter how it might, you know, there will be doubts. They were going, "Oh, is he saying that, or does he mean it?" Well, his actions speak louder than words. Soyuncu's back in the team. Pratt came on and actually, you know. Pratt came on and not in the 87th minute and 3 0 down like he has. He came on with a chance to impress, get the game changed, and it was tactical. And, you know, these players, like you said, Chris, there's no reason that these players can't go out there because they're potentially fighting for an opportunity Mm. to impress the gaffer to play enough games to either one or two things happen. A, someone snaps them up in the summer very quickly, and they can concentrate on the new path and then the new adventure with a new club. Or B, Leicester get safe. Dean Smith gets told, "Here's a three year deal as your reward, mate." And they go, "Still a new slate, gaffer. Yeah, you know, contract. Um, Yeah, I don't know about you, but what would you give me? Because I'm, I'm in. If you're still willing to play me as often as you did during M7 games, I'm more than willing to be a part of this rebuild." It happens in football. Now, I'm not going to say that will be the case for a Tillemans or even a Madison, but a player that you've just brought up and Mendy, players like that, might consider their options again. Yeah.
1: In Didi, um when we touched on him earlier, uh, not the player he was, basically. And I don't mm. think he should be guaranteed a starting lineup. No, he shouldn't.
2: It should be Mendy. I think he's done enough to impress, and I think... Uh, you know what? I, I'd go on a limb. I know, I know. Craig does these for you, but I am backing Mendy and Ian Acho to start against Wolves. They're my two nailed-on replacements for the for the starting lineup of Man, Man City. Um, I know, Ant, I know. Ant said maybe we should need to get rid of him. I think people forget. Indeed, he's got a contract to twenty twenty six with Leicester. So we've still got time for whoever's in charge next season, whether it's Dean Smith or somebody else gets appointed in the summer to turn his head and get his form back. But right now, out of all the surprises, if you'd have told me at the start of the season, Chris, I would never have thought I'd have believed it. But right now, Indeedy is not my first name for that position. It is Mendy. So yeah, yeah, he has to be
1: out of that starting lineup for me. Contract in the summer, so that will be interesting. We touched on this earlier, Thomas Christensen. Um, look, they've both got their attributes, and it's good that we can see it. You know, we've got a manager that can see when things need changing. And in some games, Thomas might start and Christian comes on, or Christensen starts and plays the whole 90 minutes. But it was good to see a manager that's making those decisions, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. And again, it's actually, you know, people got on – I think we have a left-back issue. And not, I'm not just talking on the pitch, but I'm talking as fans. We have like a left-back issue with the fans because we seem to hate on our left-backs. We don't like Bertrand because he's injury prone and didn't look good in the first game or so we played. I know Chilwell kind of brought it on himself. Well, did bring it on himself, but Chilwell was one. And then Luke Thomas seemed to get the brunt of the stick. We forget that he was chucked in uh, the deep end of the Premier League at 19. So it's actually quite good. You would give your a King's Ransom I remember that saying being said once about getting away, goal in any way for competition against a certain Atletico Madrid. Someone quoted, you'd give a king's ransom to get it. You'd give a king's ransom as a manager to have two different styles of wing-backs and for the right occasions. And like you said, the occasion called for us to be a bit more calm defensively. So he took Christensen off and put Thomas on. And it'll be interesting to see how he analyses Wolves, how he breaks down their games because he will do, but I'm sure of that by the way he's, he's been speaking. And him, Terry, who will stay away from wives and, and shaky, will analyse their games and go, right, you know what? In the first 30 minutes, they throw five men up. We're going to start with Thomas. We're going to drag them out. And uh, yeah, but he's a def- you say he isn't good enough, but he's a defensive wing back that's been asked to play as an attacking wing back. He's not a light for light. There's two different types, types of it. I'm not saying he's going to become a great wing-back. He's still young. But I still think he's got a premiership know-how about him. But they'll analyse it, and I think they'll make the correct decision. So if Thomas starts against Wolves, unlike with Rodgers in charge, I'm not going to go, oh, God. I think he'll take that and go, yeah, you know what? He's analysed them. He's expecting something of Wolves, and he's we, the right choice.
1: We would have been in the shit if it hadn't been for Thomas this season. <laughs> Let's be honest with you. And with Chilwell... We you know, the fans hated Chilwell even before, you know, he left and all his shenanigans and what have you. He was England's first choice left back, and we still said he's not good enough for us and he shouldn't be playing. Wobble yeah. your head. Sometimes fans get it in their heads, they don't like a player, and fair enough, like I say, it's a free country, you like who you'd like, you would like you you don't have to like every player just because they're wearing the blue. But I think sometimes we just pick on players and <laughs> sometimes it's unfair, Chilwell actually sort of, I think, well at the end he, he probably deserved yeah.
2: but, it again, but, but again but again, Chris Chilwell is like Thomas, they are not attacking wing backs, yes, occasionally both of them get forward yes, we all remember the goal that Thomas scored at Old Trafford in the in the win there a few seasons back, they are when I say defensive wing back, that doesn't mean they never get forward across halfway line Right. What that means is they're very reserved when they do it and they'll only do it if there's adequate cover in case they lose the ball because they know they haven't got the ability to sprint back like Christensen has. An attacking back will be up, pardon my wording here, but he'll be up Harvey Barnes' arse trying to overtake him. Like an impatient shopper in a queue because he knows he can get up there. And if he lose if the team loses the ball, he knows he'll w- win the foot race back. It's a type of it. Yes, JB, I will say that. You're right. Thomas is a bit w- very weak on the ball. And I, I, I do agree he does need to go and eat his weaker bits and, and build up his strength. But he is a different type of wing yeah. back. And that was the thing that Chilwell would, he was getting told to put his foot on the ball and look up for options because he didn't fancy running 70 yards back because he would never catch the winger going down that side. So, Chelsea play him the same way.
1: Yeah, no, you're quite right. Good evening to Brookline, all the way from America. Um, uh, You've never... We will know if we are relegated when the team sheet comes out before the next game with find or N D D are on it. And Nate says really miss James Justin in the team. Uh well, we might have to start missing him if the rumours about Roma are true. We will we will wait and see. But yes, you forget James Justin. Um but Yeah, we but- have
2: missed him this season, let's be honest. We him. have really missed him.
1: We have, we have, but uh, you know, let's um, let's hope the new manager doesn't have quite the same sort of problems uh, in the injury side as uh, as Doctor Death did. Um, Yeah, yeah. right. Vardy now, Vardy played forty five minutes. Inacio played forty five minutes. I just want to compare a couple of stats for you. I know, again, you know, take this with a pinch of salt because. It was a different Man City in the second half. Uh, Vardy had no shots. Inacho had three. Both of those came from nine touches of the ball. So they both had nine touches. Vardy didn't get a shot away. inacho got three, hit the post with one and scored with another. They both had 0.5% possession, which is probably you don't expect strikers to have as much as everybody else. Uh, Aerial. Aerial tackle... Sorry, Aerial um, confrontation One Jules, that's the word. Thank you very much. Uh, Vardy nil, Acho four. Uh, on the BBC fan rating, Vardy got 5.1 and came 15 out of 16. And uh, Acho got 6.39 and came 1 out of 16. Now, I know... Well, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I'm, 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 I'm presuming... That Shakespeare had a big stay say in uh, Vardy starting, but he can't be starting the rest of these games, can he?
2: No, he can't. If he if, if he does, I would kind of go. I'd be a bit deflated to honestly, Vardy. It's not sound horrible saying it, but I think even Vardy can somewhat see it. And again, it's two different types of. Um, I'd rather I'd, honestly, Boris, I'd rather Dakar Dakar for his pace backy. because they play that, the same way if you're that, gonna somebody
1: Daki? <laughs>
2: Daki, yeah dackey is our new left backy uh see so what i did then it's the only way i could get to work but no Daki, if you had a 20 what was dacca 21 22 a
1: like
2: what is 20, what is fearing yeah. you more now an aging slow um deeper playing vardy at 36 or a 20 odd year old sprinting fast Quick place player called Daka. I, as a centre back, I'm worried about the 22 year old bursting through and goal. Than I am. Um, he can't tear up defence anymore. Exactly right. Um, he can't. He can't. You know, can't tear up um, defences and terrify him.
1: Does Vardy have that fear factor? Though? He doesn't. I, I would argue that he doesn't anymore.
2: No, I think centre backs have gone from going, oh for God's sake, to huge it's going to be an all right 45 minutes because Vardy knows he can't chase them down because you know what? He's doing different to what he used to do, right? Chris, when when they used to pass it around the back and give it nervously back to the goalkeeper, Vardy wasn't doing this. I mean, I don't know what Vardy's doing, but I've seen him doing this with his arms pointing backwards and looking around. Vardy would go into them spaces and run him down himself because he feared he could nick the ball, run past them and get a shot up. He knows he can't do it anymore. If I'm a... If I'm playing Leicester and I'm centre back and I see Vardy starting over Ian Acho or Dakar, I'm going, oh wow, well, don't know what's the fear now. I'm not as fearful as I was, uh, you know, thinking it being Acho giving me a touch. And I just want to say something, Chris. You know, and this is this is this is when I, I kind of want to use stats to my advantage here for a hater of stats. In terms of how they analyse and project the game to be, right?
1: Yeah, no, record it. You can have it, right?
2: (laughs) To every single one of you out there, right, that use this as defence, oh, but Vardy doesn't get the supply. Vardy nine touches, Nacho nine touches. Nacho one goal, Vardy zero goals. Vardy zero shots, Nacho three shots. Who did more with the least supply? Yeah. You cannot, you cannot use that as an ex- a vindication as a reason for why Vardy isn't getting the goals anymore. Yeah. You cannot use that as vindication to justify the reason that Vardy's having a bad season. Because equal equal opportunities, one did better than the other. So
1: you have to, you have to... Um, you have to... J look, J B. Now he, he said, and and he's kind of agreeing with Royce, You know, with all with all due respect, anybody could have scored that. Yeah, but Vardy wasn't in the position. He never got into that position.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, Ianacho got into that position. She, no she shots been... from Vardy. Yeah. Look, you know, Vardy's a great player. Yeah. He scored one fucking goal all season. That's how good he is. And like Brad said, shit. This oh, he's not getting the service. If you're a good striker, you make your own chances, yes. as he has been for us. But he is not the Vardy of three seasons ago or he's five not. seasons ago. Let, let's no. go and dig Frank Worthington up out of his grave, shall we, and put him on. Yeah. Because, oh, he used to be a good player for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frank Worthington, he's there. We've got to let these players go.
2: Yeah, and Chris, is not even the Vardy of last season. That's how dramatic the football off is, because he was still our top goal scorer last season. And it's all well and good, right? And this is what pisses me off, right? Because I get that Vardy's a legend. He'll go down and folk off I'll love that lad forever. I always would. I will never say a bad word in, in case of him as a person, right? Yeah, exactly. Talk from the best way to do it would have been the perfect passing of the torch had we stick, stick with that season there, right? If we continue that thing, we wouldn't be talking about relegation season, right? What annoys me is, right, everybody will go out with their pitchforks, and they're fire-starting, and they'll go, you can't say this about Vardy, he didn't have enough things. And the second we go and praise Nacho for having a, more chances and scoring a goal, oh, well, he, was, he couldn't miss it in three yards out. Well, if she was in the fucking position where Vardy wouldn't have been, why can't we actually just pack somebody who's gonna be our future striker, our future Vardy? It pisses me off when people say that. Because if Vardy was there and he was scored it, you are going Ah, oh, see Vardy's intelligence. That's why we keep him on the pitch. Oh, that's genius by Vardy. You'd have been licking his arsehole. Nacho does it. Yeah. It is him all went in. Nacho also hit the post when Vardy wouldn't have taken that shot, so Come on, grow up I a love bit, man! Of course I
1: do. Of course I love Vardy. You'd be stupid not to. I said, as I said at the start of the show, if he came in now, I'd, be I'd name the stadium
2: after Vardy if I could. That's how much I love the bloke. But it doesn't mean yeah. I can't criticise him for being no, past exactly. it.
1: Exactly. But this season, I sooner have uh, Rebecca Vardy on the pitch than Jamie Vardy. So I think she's got a better chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: point. rather, rather interested Bane Rooney than I would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Brockline makes an excellent point here. Uh, when Nacho plays with Madison, uh, Madison becomes a great uh, presser. These two work so well together. And yeah. I was, when I read that, I'm thinking, yeah, Morris and Vardy, Madison and Nacho. Now, unfortunately, we might lose Madison, of course, but they do play well together.
2: Yeah, they do, because Nacho now kind of does what Vardy did the year or so before this decline started happening. And we did see it last season. We did see him start declining. He had that recovery, which gave us a little bit of false hope that maybe he still had another year left in him. We really should have read the the warning signs there. But what he used to do was sit higher up the pitch and he'd hold up the ball and he'd play it off to Madison so he could turn that defender and get the ball back. That is exactly what is doing. It's called a deep-lying forward. For those football manager boffins they will be going, guy, oh, here we go, oh, I can get my notebook out and take notes of that. What it means is he sits a little bit deeper and not so far from the but he gets the ball, he chests it down. That aerial duels, seeing what he wins, shows you that. He'll keep it at his, at his feet madison will then drive forward after he's made that pass so he's nearly up with play to him and he can lay it off to madison and then he can turn his defender he can sprint away from him and get himself into position i mean look at the pass he made for that chance that he hit the ball that was reminding me of a mares pass to vardy remember, yeah. do you remember do you remember the home game in the chelsea when when we when he was setting the record and he put that cross in and it was inch perfect on the toe of vardy, and he smashed it in it was almost reminiscent of that i mean i've i'm you know, it was like that. But I mean, that's your opinion, mate. Me personally, I think in a two, he could be one of our strikers. And he did score nineteen goals in one season and outscore Vardy in all competitions. So mm, I, yeah, would this I would say, say there's potential. I would say there's potential. show
1: couldn't play one up front, but I think he's beginning to prove us wrong on that. Uh, would for... Would
2: you also like to know that between Nacho and Daka, who have scored, I believe, eight goals this season, that's seven more than Vardy, and if you look at the amount of starts Ian Nacho's had to his games goals ratios, he's actually got a decent record hmm. this season.
1: Anyway, I think we best move on.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll die on that hill, as a, as a nippin would say. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Look, this guy, I mean, I have been screaming for him all season. We will never know what went on between them until one of them writes a book, I'm sure. Uh, he didn't do a Vestergaard. He hasn't gone off talking to a local paper for him. Um, but wasn't it good to have him back? And haven't we missed those forward... I mean, he had the ball at one point and it reminded me so much of Maguire, and Maguire did it in his game this weekend, getting the ball and running forward, and he laid a superb pass-off to Christensen, who had sort of gone down the side, so it was in the first half, even, you know, having said all that, and he he was just commanding, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, again, it's been missing a lot. Apart from probably the players at the club that will know some of the ins and outs. there's only two people that'll know the reason why he wasn't in the squad and why he wasn't favorable, and why some very, very strange reasons, uh, for it. Um, sorry, I was just trying to read that, I'll let you keep that. Uh, read that comment back out to us because it looks quite interesting. Read, but. But them two will only know the complete one hundred percent story behind it, and I'm glad in a way that it's gone. Again, that whole clean slate, clean shape I can't speak English today. Clean, clean slate approach by Dean Smith has us going. Well, clearly, that is the case because he got straight in the team. Now, whether he'll keep his place in the team if Dean Smith opts for a four at the back instead of a three at the back, we won't know until. We play well. We won't know till two o'clock on a Saturday when we play Wolves. Mm. But if he's not in there, that doesn't suddenly mean. Ah, oh, well, that was just a one-off. Think no, it just means that you know he's picking up a, a potential. But again, we talk about Ian Nacho should definitely start because of his performance in that forty-five minutes against Wolves. The same said here. Even if it does go for a four, I would be. I know I just. I know I'm contradicting myself, but I wouldn't necessarily panic if it wasn't you, but i would be a little bit feeling oh i thought he deserved it after his performance because yes he did play well he was creative he was trying to get the ball in behind man city he was trying to get leicester on our front foot by giving it to an option who was going to use flair which is what christian gathers and you know we we talked about it early in the show that short you know before it got broken up by leicester themselves with kdh Selling and Deedee short, he was a part of that creative movement in in, in a five-man press all of a sudden, which yeah. is exactly what it becomes when we're in ball. The midfield becomes five, not the back line of four, which people fail to pick up on. But yeah, he looked good, deserved his man of the match. Maybe, maybe it was met with a little bit of, you know, favouritism as us fans, because we really do love him and we really have missed him this season. But it's just something we've been starved of. Yeah. On and off the pitch, so yeah, he played really well.
1: And I've got to say, it was nice the fact that he got Sutar in between the two of them, so he didn't have any hairnet problems. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when when you look at Asset, I mean, he, he's probably going to leave in the summer. I really hope he doesn't, because whether we, well, if we play four, then he might not get in because you've got Sutar and you've got Faze, and that is probably going to be the future. You know, if we're honest, they've been brought in. That is probably going to be the way we go forward. But then again, you don't know what manager's going to come in and what they're going to decide. That said, you know, injuries, and we all know about that, you need that cover. Now, if you've got three centre-backs, to me, uh, with um, Sutar, Faze, and Soyuncu rotating them round, I think that's three brilliant centre-backs to have. Now Evans, I'm sorry, do not give him an extension to his contract. Love the guy, keep him in the dress room somehow, but he, he's he's never going to play again. He's, he's injured. He just gets injured too much, and um, we don't want to be paying somebody that's never going to play. We've had that with Bertrand um, and Amarte. Look, you know I like Amarte, and I think we'd again another player we'd have been fucked without. To be honest with you, but those have got those three have got to be our three first choices, whether it's in a three three or five at the back or, you know, alternating with a four, I think we've got to do our best to try and keep hold of him.
2: I think you do. And again, we won't know until this time comes. We won't know until where we know what division we're in next season. We won't know until, and I hope whatever happens, it's an almost an immediate decision made by the club, whether it's congratulations on keeping us safe, here's a contract, or yeah. Thanks very much for keeping us in the Premiership. We're, we've all welcome aboard Potter, Pochettino, whoever, etc. We won't know to that point, but there's no reason, right? We, how many times a season, right? Have we said it feels like Rogers lined up and played to the individual strengths and not a team strength? For all we know, Chris, he might play free at the back all season. I know I say all season like we've got 20 games, but you know, he could all be... I would be very happy to see all three of them play against Wolves, Everton, Leeds, West Ham, Newcastle, Liverpool. You name them, whoever's left. I would be very happy and very satisfied if we played at least three at the back Yeah, and then three started because, yeah. you know, it could boil down to the preparation that Leicester have to do next season as a club. If you suddenly get two centre-backs and a certain Mendy in midfield go... I've played a lot. I like this gaffer, and you've kept him on. It mm-hmm. pays dividends to then have three players that you don't have to worry about replacing next season.
1: No, you, 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 you're right, I, and I don't think it helps that. And it's, it's the, it's the, and I am getting absolutely peed off with the Mercury because you know you read a story that has got a great headline, and it's regarding one line that somebody said somewhere, and yet they've made it into a full. Virtually full page story. It absolutely annoys me so much. But I think the fact that you know we're supposed to be interested in Carrick isn't going to be helping Dean Smith if he's. I don't know, I suppose he reads it, but you know, get behind him for these eight games, and let's forget. Let's talk about the manager when we. You know it's. It's not nice to be talking about that, I think, when we should be getting behind Dean Smith. But, uh, look, those are the players we want. It was great to have Soyuncu back. I'd love to keep him wherever we are playing next season. I don't think he will. But it's going to... Well, you know, like on Saturday Night Takeaway, you have Ant versus Deck. I need to get a jingle done for it and I haven't got it, but we need to have Brad versus Jordan and that's coming up straight after this. This
0: podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.
1: is indeed. So um, I've got, because, like I say, I, 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 it, must, it must have been the email must have gone to the wrong address, Brad, and I didn't get Brad's marks. So what we've got down here at the moment is Jordan's marks, and we'll just see if, if Brad agrees with them. Um He's given Daniel Everson We will we'll speed through these Brad Because we, um, we, we've we uh, Nearly all come up for two hours uh, Daniel Everson is given a six I,
2: I, I gave him a seven I think he was actually very close To the Haaland penalty Which I know doesn't really mean anything Because it still went in But he, he couldn't do anything about the first goal Second goal You're always favouring the penalty taker of the keeper Third goals one on one with a goal machine. He made a few good saves. I'd have given him a seven because for what he was able to do, he actually did quite well. Um, I think six is seven, about you're, fair.
1: You're, you're better, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Castagna. Well, let's go through all three, like I say, because of the time. Castagna five, face, six, Sutar. Uh, sorry, let's let's so we'll do phase six, Sutar five, Soyuncu seven.
2: I'm. I'm going to contradict myself when it comes to this, but I don't understand how you can give so many differing ratings for your centre-backs because unless they're giving away a penalty or getting sent off, if all three of them stay on the pitch, they all kind of have their responsibility to job. Now, I agree with so and I'd give him a seven. But I would have given Sutar and Faze both a six because they both did, they, they, all three of them did their jobs. So Andrew probably did a little bit more just to stand out. And that's the only time I accept one of them being better than the other. But the only, normally, if your centre backs are doing a good job or a bad job, they do it collectively. So for standout purposes of a man of the match, I would give him a seven, but it's a six and six for me for Sutar and Faze.
1: Yeah. Uh, Castagne on one side, five uh, Christensen four, but we you know he got subbed off, so I guess uh, that that's understandable.
2: I've not, I've not rated Castagne for much of the season. Sponsor you. Uh, if Ricardo was staying fit, I'd be questioning selling Castagne over Ricardo. If I'm being perfectly honest, um, Christensen was more the opposition not being the right fit for them in terms of Luke Thomas seemed a better fit. But they both deserve a four. Christensen got caught out because of the aggression of Man City being able to pass around. And just, I'm sorry, Castagna's has just not impressed me at all much this season. So, four for both of them.
1: I I, I mean, again, who would you have played if we hadn't played Castagna?
2: Oh, exactly. But... I mean, I know Castagne is probably more a left-sided player as well than right, but he's just not impressed me whenever he's played this season. He's just not.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Brookline, we have we have got the the, the could be looking at uh, Vestergaard and Bertrand making a comeback. They did uh, play all ninety minutes tonight in the twenty ones, and we won. So, and Dean Smith was there. I'll be honest with you, Dean Smith and John Terry were watching the under twenty ones. They played at Seagrave tonight. So. Uh, who knows who could be in the team? Come on, Bertrand, come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking here. Best of God, the new Steve Walsh.
2: You know what I'm oh, God. That would could you be, imagine? That,
1: that would please Brad. Um, Madison six.
2: That's fair. Wasn't his best game, but he had his moments of flair. He could have scored a goal or probably would have been better off trying to get an assist, but. Yeah, 6. Yeah.
1: Um indeedy uh both getting threes. I thought that no I thought that was a bit harsh on uh, Tielemans, to be honest with you.
2: Um, I don't remember seeing him too much on the ball but he didn't really do a lot wrong. I agree with Indeedy. I know he was sold short for the goal but he was a bit of a mess with his feet and clearing the ball at times. Andy I pounds. would have got I would have agreed with the three for Indeedy. I would have gave Tillemans a four. I'd have gave Dewsbury Hall a five. And I will go straight to the killer here. I'm sorry. But nine touches, zero shots compared to his substitute counterpart. Vardy gets a two. Didn't do anything. Didn't do anything that he used to do. And he's proving more and more that he is not a starting player this season. I don't know what more Dean Smith needs to see. Yeah. I, like I said to you, congratulations on 300 Premier League appearances for the club. You're forever a hero. Personally, I'd build a stadium and name one after you if I could. But in terms of your last career, get on the bench, mate. Please stop the sentiment with him now.
1: We we have got the Vardy and the Sutar fan club uh, chairman in this evening. It, yeah, uh, it's
2: nothing on it's Vardy as a person true. or his player. It's just where he is at in his career.
1: It's harsh but true, I'm afraid. You know, like I said earlier, do you want to go and dig Frank Worthington up? Because he used to be good. We've got to accept that players sometimes get past their sell-by dates, as indeed managers do. Not going to go through the subs because they, they were what they were. Um...
2: Oh, uh, oh no! I, I thought he'd give an actual a, a five. I was going to say you can change collectors, but yeah, the subs did all right.
1: Yeah. Um, this last point here, which was, uh, I just want to uh, bring this up, which was tags after the game. Um, oops, which isn't that one? Where's it gone? Have I jumped. I've jumped two here, that's why. Here we go. Attacking-wise, Leicester scored one and had two really good chances from Madison and Iheanacho. If one of those goes in, you're walking off the pitch feeling even better. There are positives to take. The problem Leicester have is that they keep conceding goals. As he said there, there are positives to take. Yeah,
2: there is. And there is, and you have to take them again. And It might sound silly going, oh, are you trying to kid? When you're you trying to kid the players in a way, and it, and it sounds so silly and daft, you might think you can't kid them into thinking... The no, but you have to. You you have to get in that dressing room and not allow them to sit down going, oh, that was hard work. You've got to be in there going, you know what, lads, I'm proud of that 2nd half performance. I asked you to do, do something, and you did it. Yeah, we got unlucky. Yeah, we hit the post. Yeah, we didn't get anything from it. And yet, we can talk, we can look back and see if it was Man City or not that's something I, that's my job what I'm worried about is what I ask you to do and if you do it or not and out there you showed us something and I will say this is is you listen to that crowd they they cheered and applauded the lads for 90 minutes that's the first time Leicester have lost a game and they've not booed it because they saw something that was worth going I've seen something worth giving me hope for yeah. And, and and that's what Tags has nailed that on right there by saying there was positives from that game because there was. Now, Leicester might need to, unfortunately, find a way to score two or three goals a game just to make sure because they're not going to keep teams out. But time will tell. But you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And... With thirty out of thirty-eight games played, it needs to start now that this is the block to the eight games that we've
1: got run. to go. Are there on the screen now? Wolves coming up at home next, and then a midweek trip up to Yorkshire and Leeds, uh, and then a Monday night on the TV at home to Everton, uh, and then a week after that a Monday night uh, we are away, sorry, home to Everton, away to Fulham. And the Monday night after that, we're at home to Liverpool. Uh, go plan that this show's not going to be on air for three weeks. And then Saturday, uh, we, on the 20th of May, we host Newcastle and West Ham on the Sunday. The only one that really worries me in that is Newcastle. But what what Villa did to them at the weekend.
2: Yeah, there's there's no reason um, we can't get some positive results. Look, let let let's. Get it down to brass tacks. Wolves is a must win, right? And if you do that, L- Leeds are handing out goals like it's a charitable cause. Our next four games, nine points minimum, right? And I'd say, following about Mitrovic, who turned over a very poor Everton, that's still possible. Liverpool may be getting the end of the season running, but you're, you're not, you know, again, you're probably going. Fancy something just because we're the home side. Um, but these four games do decide our season. Realistically, they do. If we don't get more than nine points out of the next four games, uh, then we might... You know, our last three post-matches, Chris will be planning for the championship next season with Dewsbury Hall and, uh, you know, and the lads in the under-21s will be building a team for the championship. These next four games, nine points minimum. And I'd probably want to say it's three wins back-to-back and then Fulham's just a a dodgy one and we would be okay in a weird sense. But we'll Well, see.
1: I would have have said up until tonight that we'd have probably got something at Liverpool, but I don't know now. Uh, Look, let's just have a look at a few – a very quick look at a few headlines before we go. Like I said before, we are being linked with Michael Carrick, uh, the Middlesbrough manager – and I mean again, for God's sake. See, it, pisses well. it pisses me
2: off as well. It pisses me off The guy's been in the job four days and the less of fucking Mercury's yes. toxic toxicating the, the the place by going next manager, next manager, next manager. Let the guy who's actually the fucking manager be manager. Stop plastering your shit and smearing the yeah. club with it, oh, with your crap. Just, yeah, actually I'm get right. some... Stop being lazy and you're hiring any crappy journalists. I know some of them that used to work for the club, so I know they're bloody lazy, and I won't say anything more because I'll get killed now, but get some decent yeah. bloody articles. Yeah. Get get creative with it. Don't just do <laughs> crap like this. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, you can't... You, can't
1: um, you know, everybody was... Saying about how you know Harry Potter, I was going to say then but look, let him get some experience. Let's get uh, what have you uh, eight Leicester City winners and losers after Dean Smith writes slate clean. So he had his winners being Soyuncu, Faze, Inacio, Thomas, um, and he's had his losers as Christensen, Vardy, Indidi, and Dewsbury Hall. Um, just because we've got the Vardy fan club in. Uh, Boris says it's Vardy's last season, we'll go down without him. We'll go down with him, I'm afraid. Uh, Sorry,
2: Boris, but for God's sake, man, he scored one goal in 30 games. How does he keep us in this league? He doesn't. Just please get off the Vardy love train for once and actually see it with open eyes. I don't care for sentiment. I care for goals. And guess what? Vardy's not providing them if he plays in the two maybe maybe just maybe but on his own you cannot you cannot tell me he keeps us up. it's it's just not going to happen
1: less than three points against Wolves and we are going down wake up
2: did I literally not to say that Boris I literally not to say Wolves no, as a must fair- win. I, I think you need to clean your ears no, no, out, mate. No, in
1: fairness to Boris, he may. I'm going back up the chat now. All oh, so right,
2: I've already put it up now. It's like Boris, please you catch know. up with the time, mate. Yeah. I'm telling you <laughs> that we need to <laughs> win against Wolves. i
1: an agreement. I'm not sure, but I don't. What I don't know is how. And I'm, we're going over the old ground here. But I don't know how playing Vardy as the lone striker up front is going to get us those three points at Wolves. I really, really don't.
0: I'm uh, sorry,
2: it's not. We've got to let the sentiment go. Uh,
1: Clickbaiters, yeah. Yeah, uh, is, you're right, mate. You are. He's uh, dead right. I can't stand the articles. I got accused of putting clickbait up when I did my show the other day about uh, Vardy. In fact, I think who, who, who accused me of doing it as clickbait? It was Boris.
2: <laughs> Bad Boris. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're giving this name Boris. You, you're everything up to the hype of Boris's Boris. Stop it now.
1: <laughs> i think boris what you did there because i don't think you will have bothered to click and watch that video uh and then written clickbait i think you just saw the uh the the uh the thumbnail and went that's clickbait so i asked why that's why i totally ignored it because i thought you couldn't be bothered to watch the show i won't be bothered to reply uh and i'm going to leave with this one we'll leave with this one just for you brad Jesse Lingard.
2: Oh, piss off. No, oh my God.
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, one of the clubs said to be keeping an eye on Nottingham Forest midfielder, Jesse Lingard, who is available on a free transfer in the summer.
2: Yeah. Do you, do you know the only watching Leicester should be doing on Jesse Lingard is waving him off to the Championship in the hope that he goes down and we stay up. He's a waste of talent. He's a waste of a footballer stealing a living is Deli Alley. And Jesse Lingard are on the same fucking boat. I won't I wouldn't wish him. I don't even wish him on Notts Forest. It's a waste of bloody oxygen. That guy. His dad should have spunked into a sock on the night he was conceived. The biggest robbery in football. Jesse Lingard saying I'm a professional footballer. Pick an outfit, mate, and stick to it. You, you're not even a B-Tech Pogba with your outfits.
0: Again, it's a I, joke. I
1: refused in the summer, and I'm re- going to refuse this, I did in January, and I'm going to do the same this summer, is that I'm not going to comment on rumours because literally you're putting five or six rumours up every day because, you know, every, you know, whether it's now, whether it's the Sun, whether it's the Mail, whether it's the Telegraph, whether it's Fabrizio, whether it's um, Rob Tanner. I mean, there's just six different ones that will come up with six different rumours. So, you know, when we actually sign somebody is when we will comment on it. Um, yeah.
2: If you took every report seriously, less would have 90 players or they'd have no players.
1: <laughs> yes, Yeah. Uh, Nate's gone goodbye Nate thank you very much for popping into another good show I I just, I've just never liked him,
2: him mate personally and I don't like some of his attitude his entitlement to have a testimonial at Man City Man United when he hadn't played I don't like certain players asking I can respect personal life and when he's been going through personal troubles I hope he got the right hope for him you know and and that but, but then he's again, still he an arrogant egotistical that, prick that video where he's
1: back doing the moonwalk out of his front door whatever it was, and he's got to take stick just for that. Uh, just a couple of quick ones. Jim Melrose, uh, if you're an old git like me, uh, you'll remember him uh, playing Gary Lineker, and you'll remember him from that Shrewsbury Town FA Cup game. How can you forget that? Um, one to one the conversation it's live and still up there on well, it not live because he was done it uh, but it is available on LTID TV on YouTube lovely lovely guy and it wasn't as bad as steve said he is understandable his accent isn't that bad um and also brads in for this so if you think you're a leicester fan boris um and uh and jb and anybody else in the chat uh, coming soon, it's the Big Fat Leicester quiz. It's all Leicester fans and it's all Leicester questions. And there might be the odd offside one thrown in there just for the hell of it. Only by
2: all. Oh, no, so she, so that's a DJ Campbell.
1: <laughs> probably, probably. Brad, thank you so much, young man. And no worries, mate. It. Uh, stay on and we'll have a chat uh, very briefly afterwards. But just give a shout out where people can find us.
2: Well, I don't know why you'd want to follow me and my wafflings of football, but if you are interested in things I have to say, you can follow me on Facebook. That's just my name, find me that way. Um uh, my Twitter is at full time focus. Uh and for those that you know in the description, I have a YouTube channel, it's top ten battles, so you'd find me there. Um, but yeah, just do your usual good YouTubing stuff to this channel. If you're new, do subscribe and even if you've watched it now or all the way through, make sure you drop a like on this video and show his support. He deserves it more than I do anyway. So there you go. If you want to really follow me, but, this is the place you need to be showing your support a to,
1: sir, and you will no, don't believe everything he says. Um, <laughs> JB, I wasn't questioning your loyalty to the club at all. I basically said it to get a response, which you've obviously just done. Uh, but if you want to come on and uh, do the quiz, let me know. You'd be more than welcome. And uh, you probably beat me
2: as well, JB and Boris. So I'll probably eat my own words on it's in <laughs> questions now. <laughs>
1: uh, and then Boris is going on about Daca again. Um, Nate, uh, when Sir asks, his, when is the next battle of the X's? I'm
2: working on it. I've got some projects, but my laptop keeps letting me down. Um, I I'm going to go through it with Anthony uh, t- um, tomorrow for what teams we haven't done. Go through it, and we're probably just going to do them on the cuff um, because uh, I've had some personal. Things that I've had to do and changes to my schedule in life. If it's the only reason the channel's gone where it is at the moment. I promise you it is coming back. But I am going to have a word with Anthony about doing it. And then, yeah, things are happening on the channel in terms of changes. There will be one. Um, I, I, I'll make an agreement with right here. If it's not done by this coming week, it will be next week. There we cheers, go. cheers, mate. It. I yeah. will get it, I will get it sorted. I promise you guys, because I do owe you a great debt for your support for my channel as well.
1: Uh, I'd work that one out, JB. I agree with that's one thing we would totally agree on. Uh, it's the name why...
2: Boris JB, it just seems to have that effect,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and I tell you, the th- only well, not all of his uh posts actually get up onto the screen, so uh, he
0: <laughs>
1: probably says it all in fairness. Um, just to end, Brookline says uh we cannot win again until bad apologizing. i'm
2: sorry iosi there you go i hope we win now if we do (laughs) it i'll apologize for a week
1: have a good night jb i saw you you, i did not not mean to question your loyalty i hope i uh, didn't come across like that and if it did it wasn't meant to um we're all fans we all have different opinions And we all shout and scream for however long the blog is. And we all walk off like after a match at the end of the day. Hopefully all good friends. Brad, thank you so very much, sir. I will see you. I think we're back on Wednesday for the debate show.
2: Oh, lovely. You'll see my lovely face again
1: then. Yeah, the women, the women. It's the only reason I get such a high female demographic.
2: What can I say?
1: I think that's the word they use, demographic. Anyway, (laughs) it was a big something. We'll move on. Brad, see you on Wednesday, mate. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, you want me to stay behind in the chat? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No worries. I'll see you. see, See you in a minute.
1: Cheers. Okay, thanks very much. No show tomorrow. Uh, Well, possibly Eurovision shows, but no uh, football show tomorrow. We are back on. Oh, I'm actually doing a show tomorrow. I've got to (laughs) can't forget this. Uh, I'm actually on a a podcast channel tomorrow. Um, Details will be in Twitter. I'm sure once it's all arranged. Uh, And on, I'm confused on wednesday we've got the yes on Wednesday we 've got the debate show at nine o'clock. Um, I wonder what we'll be talking about then Hmm. yeah you can probably guess thanks to everybody that joined in. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your comments um whether we agree with you or not, but that 's football it 's all about opinions and look if i didn't like your opinions i wouldn't put any of them up on the screen at all and I do try and put a mix of posts that agree with us and obviously posts that don't agree with us that's what we want as well we don't want you just saying yeah you're right yes yeah, you're right um thank you very much Bookline. so and thanks to brad as i say if you've been listening on the podcast platform thank you so very very much and uh, don't forget to subscribe uh if you are new and if you're not new or you are new just click that like button that really does help the channel and don't forget You can become a member for just $1.99 a month. Doug did it. It's only $1.99 if you're good. You can't even get a pint for that. Uh, And you get all extras. It's all in the description. There's a link in the description below. Be sure to to do it. Look, this has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. This is Marilyn. Good night.
0: These videos are so dreamy. Please like, comment,
1: and subscribe. And don't forget to click the notification
0: bell. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.
1: That will conclude this evening's entertainment.